Welcome to the Work Can Be Different podcast. I'm Christy Daniels, your host. Listen in as we turn work and career as we know it on its head, and we discuss how to liberate ourselves from mediocrity to fully unleash our purpose, passion, and treasured life pursuits. In today's episode, I talk with Mary Cantwell, founder of Enriched NYC, and a dear friend who I've known since our college days. She talks about her 18-year career as a teacher and administrator in New York City, and her decision this summer to take the entrepreneurial leap and launch a literacy education company. She was raised in the Ignatian tradition of service to others, and her mission with Enriched NYC is to ameliorate educational inequalities in this country. For each student enrolled, Enriched NYC offers the same access to a student in need. Mary shares the evolving virtual learning experience, so parents listen in for suggestions on how to best support your child. Join us as we celebrate educators and an intentional, thoughtful approach to learning, a little bit of risk-taking, and leaving a legacy. To whom much is given, much is expected. Here's our interview. Welcome, Mary. So good to be speaking with you. Thank you for having me, Christy. I am so excited to be here. So tell us about your background as an educator, as a teacher, a school administrator, and how you came to create Enriched NYC, and how you're transforming the virtual learning experience. Okay. It's, it's been a journey. <laughs> journey <laughs> is the right word. Um, so, you know, roughly 20 some odd years ago, I never really set out to be a teacher. My sister was a teacher and I uh, had dreams of going into the FBI and doing lots of different things. And um, I saw the joy that teaching brought to her. And I, I said, you know what? I think this might be okay for me. Let me give it a try. And I worked uh, for several years at schools in Harlem and Williamsburg, Brooklyn, uh, with uh, pretty underserved populations. And uh, I was happy as a clam. It was hard. I'm not going to lie about that. It was quite difficult, uh, sort of cutting my teeth, if you will, in this new profession, um, in a in a pretty underserved population and underserved school district. Um, but it was there's no better place to learn how to do something um, in a place that doesn't enable you, if that makes sense. You've mm -hmm. got to sort of figure it out on your own and. Uh, I did that for a few years quite happily. And then an opportunity uh, came to be the co-director of an independent nursery preschool and kindergarten uh, here in Manhattan, where I'm born and raised. And mm, I, I said, mm, that sounds interesting. I, I don't think I'm qualified and I definitely won't get the job, but why not go and see what it's all about. A friend, a girlfriend at the time was recommending me. She had the position and was um, moving. So I went in and they met me and I met them. And this is 18 years ago. And uh, they sort of said, well, we'd like to try you out. And I said, okay, uh, sure. 
Um, you know, again, it's that sort of taking that leap of faith and, you know, not exactly knowing where you're going to land, because I wasn't unhappy in the public school systems. It was, uh, you know, it was certainly a bump up for me, a boost up and a promotion and a little bit more money. Uh, I think I was making about $40,000 a year at the time. So that was very exciting. And, um, and I started working at this pretty uh, world-renowned uh, international school called the Garden House School. Um, the uh, origins of the school are in London, England, and uh, I would have been co-heading, I was co-heading the two schools in New York City. And uh, that, again, quite a lot of growing pains. I would say the first seven to eight years were um, pretty close to hell in a lot of ways, <laughs> very difficult, yet rewarding and growth, just the amount of growth I experienced as a human being, as an educator. Um, I loved the children and the families I, I was working with um, to see them just their faces love coming to school every day mm. and um, forging these terrific relationships and bonds with their teachers, with their, um, their little uh, fellow students. It was just so rewarding. And it was a really lovely traditional environment where we were actually doing a lot of skills-based um, work with these very little people. And they were so capable. Certainly we had a lot of play as part of our day and our curriculum, but we really interwove that with um, teaching them pencil control, teaching them early phonics, um, teaching them about artists through our Artist of the Month program. We had French um, instruction starting at three. And then I was able to really bring in a strong social emotional component. Um, I discovered this fabulous program called Ruler from the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. And it's recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, and regulating your emotions. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is great. I mean, there are adults that really need this, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and if you can start teaching these skills to three-year-olds and it was color-based. So, you know, they knew that if they were in the red, they were really angry and they needed to sort of remove themselves from a situation and maybe do some deep breathing or blow out the candles as we taught them a sort of just to calm themselves. And if they were in the yellow or the green, they knew they were very Zen and very calm. And it was all about recognizing those meta moments that took them from the yellow and green to the red. So I, 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 create, I brought that as part of our curriculum. Um, I spearheaded a guest authors program. So there were just so many wonderful elements. Uh, you know, the school was really ripe for growth. And grow we did over those 18 years. We were able to acquire and buy our own spaces. And I don't know how, if you're familiar with Manhattan real estate, you know, you know, pricey. <laughs> yes, that's right. What, what a feat that is. And we had doubled our enrollment and wow. um, really made a strong foot 
hold uh, in New York City as one of the really top places where your child could get an incredible foundation. Yet we were still down to earth, loving, kind. Um, so it was a really rare combination of things. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite a lovely school for many years. And you just launched Enriched NYC yes. in July. That's Tell right. us about that and the transition. That's right. So after 18 years, it was time um, as an educator, as a woman, as a professional, um, it was time to pivot. The pandemic has affected us all in many different ways. Um, as you start to get a little older, you start to realize that, you know, time is somewhat limited and there are things you always want to do with your life. And there are certainly things I've always wanted to do. And certainly owning and running my own business was right up there on the list. I have a daughter, a 16 year old who's watching every move I make. (laughs) And I wanna be the best example to her that I can be. Mm. And, you know, I saw a need in the marketplace for an educational enrichment tool um, for very young children through, gosh, through high school. Um, I had done virtual learning with my uh, teachers at Garden House School, and we were able to offer what I believe was a quality skills-based approach to virtual learning all spring. Certainly it was not for everyone. And there were some children who said, some parents who said, this is not for my child. I'm sorry, I won't be signing into the Zooms. And and then you sort of pivot again and you try to figure out, well, what works best? Um, And through that experience, I really learned what worked really well for in virtual learning and what did not work at all. I met a wonderful early childhood educator named Brooke Ooten. She also has quite um, an an extensive uh, history in the New York City Independent Schools uh, as a learning specialist at some of the top independent schools in the city. Um, There is no one better uh, at writing curriculum. And I, over my 18 years of, school administration. I've seen hundreds of educators. Um, And we met, we clicked, we had pretty much the same experiences virtually, even though we were at two different schools, that if you create a thoughtful, intentional, kinesthetic, results-oriented curriculum, you will get results even from the youngest of learners. We had had the exact same experience. And she looked at me and I looked at her and she said, well, I'd like to open a company. And I said, well, me too. (laughs) I don't think she ever dreamed of quit my job. I think she was probably a little shocked when I called her and said, I've quit (laughs) my job, Brooke. I'm all yours. I'm like, "You, you do realize that we are in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm like, yes, I do. But 
it's now or never. That's right. And we sat down and we wrote and wrote and wrote a six-week kindergarten readiness, intentional, thoughtful, kinesthetic, bespoke curriculum. And we did brain research and we took trainings. We are all Orton Gillingham trained. Orton Gillingham is an amazing approach to teaching uh, reading uh, through hands-on play activities, music, song, movement. Um, it really works. Uh, we were blown away by our Orton Gillingham trainings and we incorporated all of them into our curriculum. So not only are we hitting different kindergarten readiness skills, we are teaching early phonics through, again, movement, song, repetition. Um, the children sign in for three 30-minute max, really intentional, thoughtful sessions with a head teacher per week. Um, they don't go on too long because they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. There is, and we're very mindful and conscious of their screen time, their attention span. Uh, we want this to always be something they look forward to. Um, and we started test piloting it in New York in during the summer. Uh, we recorded very, very early on by company, a company who wanted us to sort of go nationwide right away and be in Chicago and St. Louis and Seattle. And, and it was so tempting. You know, you go from sort of having an income to not. Um, you know, it's very <laughs> difficult then to say no to work. Uh, it was so tempting, but we weren't ready yet. You know, we want to make sure we had a great product. We wanted to make sure we had enough wonderful head teachers. I mean, and, and our combined 35 years in, in early childhood, um, you know, we have a Rolodex full of wonderful, intentional, thoughtful educators who were, see, were seeing what we were doing and they were like, how do we get in? Like, mm -hmm. we do this with you. Um, we also, and don't ask me how we're doing this, but we're doing it um, for every child who is enrolled in our program, we see a child in need. So we enroll a child for free and support that child uh, as best we can throughout the week. Um, and that to me is the most meaningful part of what we are doing. Mm -hmm. That led us to open a non-for-profit uh, it is called Enriched Boundless Learning Corporation. Amazing. How exciting. It's so exciting. And our goal is to ameliorate the educational inequalities that exist in this country. We want children to have access to quality head teachers, dynamic results-oriented curriculum, uh, we started doing our research, 50% of the prisoners in our prison system have some type of learning disability, uh, language-based learning disorders. They never learned to read properly mm. and it affected them for their entire lives. And that affects all of us. Mm -hmm. So we have work to do and, um, and it's exciting work. It's vital work and we are doing it. 
one child at a time across our nation uh, and in some parts of Europe. Amazing. It's it truly your mission is is just so needed right now. And t- tell us a little bit more about how you can be successful virtually. Like what are the lessons that you learned and what are you doing differently to really engage the children? And because it's lessons we can learn with each other as well. Indeed, indeed. That's such a great question. Um, so, you know, for the start, really, the one of the most important things is the lessons are individual. It is really, really tricky to teach a group full of little children virtually. You know, you end up muting them for most of the session. (laughs) And it's understandable. They haven't seen their friends in a really long time. And to see them on a Zoom, you know, it's their version of, you know, Zoom happy hour. You know, they're very (laughs) excited to see their friends. So, you know, we really found that the, the group, dynamic was really tricky on Zoom. Um, certainly we've done pods, but they've never done, they've never been more or two or three children and they've gone really well. Um, so that individual approach is huge. I think targeted, succinct, bespoke sessions where the children have their supplies in front of them or off to the side, there is a goal, there is a purpose, there's movement, there's brain breaks, and there are very specific activities. So we're never winging it. We are in there with a plan and a purpose. The parents know that plan and purpose prior to the session. They are prepared to support us um, if needed. Um, And then we give immediate feedback to families um, right after the session, which partnering with families is one of the biggest things we do. Um, You know, this pandemic has affected everyone in many different ways and parents are overwhelmed. They're working from home. They have multiple children at home. They are worried about their children's progress, their education. Um, We are working with the I Have a Dream Foundation in Dallas, those children were out of an actual brick and mortar school building from March until just recently, October 10th, they went back to school. Many of them did not have devices to participate in virtual learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Christy, what's interesting is this transcends race, socioeconomics, class, income, there are educational gaps across the board with pretty much all of the children we are seeing. Mm. I have so many questions. I've got so many teachers in my family. And yes. last night I was watching my sister was speaking to the um, the school board about, because they're in a district where some of the kids are back and some aren't, and they want to make it all an option for the parents. And one of the things that struck me was the parents were talking about the um, just the psychological impact Indeed. on not connecting with their peers. Absolutely. And then I've got other relatives who are teaching and sometimes the kids show up or they don't put their camera on. And I guess the question I have for you is, so are you tutoring all ages? And if there's a parent out there listening or someone who knows of a child 
what um, what ages, what grades are you tutoring? Absolutely. Now we are um, nursery through grade six. However, Brooke and I are both certified in secondary ed and have experience teaching in on the high school level as well. Um, so some of our one-for-one -one students are middle and high school. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have access to wonderful educators who can help support these middle and high schoolers as well. So uh, we are pretty much across the board. Um, I will say that the curriculum uh, that was written originally was for the early childhood. Then we added early elementary um, and we have added language. We are going to add art and cooking because this oh, amazing. The demand that families are, uh, are that we're seeing with families, um, certainly that social emotional piece you just mentioned, Christy, that's a big part of our curriculum as well. We are hitting executive functioning skills. We are hitting emotional intelligence. We are reading. We have a wonderful uh, little partnership with Steve Metzger. He wrote The Way I Feel, The Way I Act. You know, we are talking with them about feelings and helping them develop this language of feelings. Um, it's so important. Um, what a lot of the families, at least here in New York, are doing, um, Brooke is based in Palm Beach, Florida, and we have teachers in Connecticut and other states as well. Um, at least here in New York, if parents are sort of hiring us to do the academic piece, if you will, while the weather is still nice, there are opportunities to do these sort of little two and three uh, person sports classes. So they're supplementing the social emotional that way. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So there's eight, there are ways to do it. Um, we're certainly getting a lot of requests for in-person pods. Uh, we are watching the uh, COVID rate carefully. Um, our goal is to be in Florida over the upcoming holidays, New Year, um, to do, um, you know, I hate to say intensive because these are little children, but a language and reading intensive, but fun and age appropriate and kinesthetic and you know we're big on the crafts and supplementing every lesson with wonderful children's literature a meaningful craft project for them um so we're we'll be in the florida area well brooks there now so if you're in the florida area contact us but we'll be there offering our language intensives in december and january so oh, amazing it's amazing. exciting yeah yeah so on a personal note mm -hmm. talk to us about your mindset and kind of what it took to leave a career of 18 mm. years and you know launch this initiative just the resilience the drive um, mm. having faith you know tell us a little bit about yes. what you went through personally mm. and what yeah. you're still going through yes oh gosh such a thoughtful question and thank you for asking it really sincerely it's uh you know it's been a journey um, I think it's been, uh, you know, I've always had a desire to never stay crunchy, if you will, always to sort of be a little uncomfortable. Um, and I read a quote many, many years ago that, you know, your, your 
your happiness in life is directly correlated to the amount of discomfort you can sort of um, sustain and 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 breathe through and live through. And that always stayed with me. And um, I'm a Sagittarius, so I am a a natural adventurer mm-hmm. um, and educator. Yes, that's right. That's right. And and I've just you know always knew there was something bigger for me to do. And um, my mother died in June. And that was a real wake up call for me uh, that, you know, you're not here forever. And what mark are you gonna leave on the world? Mm. What type of example are you gonna be for your child? And, uh, you know, I said, I could sort of stay coasting along at a job that started to feel quite easy actually after 18 years you were sort of used to every scenario really and and it was that sort of oh goodness thanksgiving's coming let's do our thankful turkey trees and it was becoming that and for my type of personality and energy level and skill set that's never a good thing mm-hmm. um so Again, I had this real blow with my mom in June, and I took a good several weeks to really think about and reflect on what I wanted to do with my life. And this opportunity in meeting Brooke um, really cemented it for me because I felt she was such a solid educator and human being um, and mature. She's a former investment banker. So she's, she knows her stuff, you know, she's an impressive (laughs) person. And, um, she was moving down to Florida and I thought, wow, how incredible we already have sort of the Eastern seaboard covered in some ways. Right. And then the nod from the company in the Midwest was another sort of you know, real bolster to our, you know, self-concept and self, you know, like, is this really a product people will, will, will buy? Um, And it was really, the mindset was it's now or never. Yes, it's a pandemic. Yes, it's very scary going essentially to zero income. Um, As everyone knows with startups, a lot of your money goes right back into that startup. A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of praying, but also knowing that I am a survivor in a lot of ways. Um, I would have been happy sort of teaching reading somewhere and walking dogs. (laughs) I, 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 you know, that would have been okay for me too, in many ways, you know, that was plan B. Um, I was a waitress for many years. I loved that. That was great fun, very social. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I just knew deep down and I know deep down that I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this successful. And it's going to help so many people. Um, our background, Christy, we met at a Jesuit school, mm-hmm. Fordham University, uh, many, many years ago. Um, you know, I was educated for 16 years in the Jesuit tradition. And St. Ignatius Loyola, 
the founder of the Jesuits, his entire mission was you give back. Magnanimity. To whom much is given, much is expected. And that stayed with me. That message was ingrained with, with, within me since kindergarten and stayed with me throughout my life. And this was, a this was my chance. I looked at it as my chance. Beautiful. Oh, thank Absolutely you. beautiful. What a, what a journey you've been on and what a oh, gift. What a gift you. you are to these children and just knowing that the future is in good hands. I mean, what they're thank learning, it's, it's more than just texts or curriculum. It's being a better person. Absolutely. And hope. Mm -hmm. You know, they are... I have to tell you, after 18 years of being in an administrative office and then spending my days with them, I am the happiest I have been. These children are incredible, delightful. The way they see the world, mm -hmm. we'll put on a freeze dance song and they will literally get up and dance as if no one is watching. <laughs> What is that phrase? Dance as if like no one is watching. watching. <laughs> they embody that. And it's like, we can learn so much from them. Mm -hmm. What have you learned from your students so far? Oh, gosh. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, I, I had a session in the park. Um, and it happens just to be a beautiful stretch of weather here in New York this week. And yesterday was glorious. It was 65 not a cloud in the sky. The sun was as bright as you can imagine. The leaves on the trees were every hue you can imagine. And the birds were chirping and people were happy and rollerblading and on their bikes. And I, I met a, a four-year-old there and just to see him looking at every single color and shape and you know, he was waving to every person that drove that road by us. And I'm trying to redirect him back to <laughs> phonics and <laughs> math. And he's like, but Miss Mary, look at the leaves. Aww. And I said, you know what? He's right. Forget this. And we looked at, we walked around and we identified colors. We identified shapes. We counted and the lesson got done. Mm. Being fully present for each other. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Wow. Yes, indeed. So what's next? You're, you'll be in Florida for the holidays. We'll be in Florida for the holidays. Very exciting. Um, we have in-person support in Florida now in, in the Palm Beach area. We will have in-person in support in the New York area very soon, uh, within the next month or so. Um, there are certainly parents who we see virtually who say, can we just come see you for one session? And it's like, absolutely, just come. And it's just great to see them in person. Um, so we will have our in-person office open in New York very soon. Um, our plan is to continue our outreach of one-for-one uh, -one students uh, with the I Have a Dream Foundation. They are nationwide. We are starting in Dallas and hoping to really be in 
you know, more centers across the nation. Um, we are planning to be in um, Italy, uh, spring break and summertime, again, for a language intensive. Uh, this is all obviously COVID dependent. Um, you know, we are, they have just gone back down uh, into a two week lockdown in, in Milan. Um, so our students there are home for the next two weeks and we are certainly hoping and praying for them that it does not, you know, escalate uh, any further than that. So, um, you know, we really want to visit pockets of the world um, and, and help really institute change and bring literacy and hope. Um, you know, when there is a pandemic, uh, the children suffer the most, particularly um, young girls uh, in underserved countries and populations around the world. Um, when young girls are not in school, um, they are at home and it opens them up to domestic violence, uh, more opportunities where they can be sort of not educated and then you know, married off as at a young age, if you will, and the mm -hmm. education goes by the wayside. Um, you know, again, it, it leaves them open to being victims of sexual abuse, domestic violence. You know, young girls need to be educated. They need, uh, more than ever. Um, so, you know, our goal really is to spread this, you know, in as to as many countries as we can. Wow. Are you hiring teachers? If there's any listeners out there who are in the teaching profession? Indeed. Yeah. We are hiring teachers. Okay. Um, everyone we've hired has either worked for us already, or we know for many, many years, uh, and they're busy. Uh, we've onboarded them and they've gotten busy right away. Um, but yes, we are hiring teachers. Please send us your resume. Excuse me, that's my dog barking. Uh, and we are you know, happy to have um, talented, gifted, early childhood, middle school, high school teachers whoever, you know, thinks they might be interested in a virtual platform and thinks they do virtual learning well. That's the key. You've yes. got to do virtual learning well. So you've got to be a little animated and it's a lot of singing and it's really making connections with the students. Mm -hmm. Powerful. So how yes. can parents get in touch with you? Well, we are on the, uh, please go to our website. We are at www.enrichednyc.com. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook at Enriched NYC. There will, there's an opportunity to leave a message, fill out an inquiry form, and we will get right back to you uh, within 24 hours. Um, you can see what we're up to on Instagram. We post um, lessons and activities and, uh, you know, we have a, a monthly newsletter. We feature um, really top-notch professionals in their fields for parenting advice, nutrition, um, independent schools admission, um, 
we're adding a guest author segment. So there's a lot of exciting things, healthy recipes for children. Um, so we're really a full service, uh, one-stop shop, if you will. We've Absolutely. got terrific speech people who have also um, perfected the virtual speech therapy market. Believe it or not, we have great OT people who can support your child's OT needs virtually as well and in person. So we've got a whole Rolodex of people we have worked with over the last 35 years who are terrific. And we're happy to sort of refer them out to our families. Amazing. Was there anything else you wanted to add or any question I didn't ask? Oh, goodness. I, I feel like we've had such a wonderful uh, unloading, a therapy <laughs> session, if you will. <laughs> it's been wonderful. I want to encourage parents to, to sort of look at virtual learning um, in, in as open-minded a light as they can. Certainly during the spring of 2020, there were many teachers and many districts, if not all, who were not prepared to be at home teaching group Zoom lessons, Google Classroom. We were not prepared for this. And I will be very honest with you. When we went on spring break on March 13th, I figured we'd maybe be closed for two weeks for the pandemic, mm -hmm. a month, never ever dreaming this would last the entire semester. Um, so the virtual learning that occurred all spring was not successful for many children. What we are offering is a totally transformed and revamped version of it because we saw um, what worked and what didn't work. We've tested it, we've seen it in action, we've created it. So virtual learning in many ways is here to stay. Um, so I want to encourage, encourage parents just to trust the process and understand that you know, um, when your children see that you are comfortable with the platform and supportive of them, they will get on board. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's really changing, you know, we're in a changing world and uh, we're really in a global world. So encouraging parents really to trust and to take a chance and to not base today's virtual learning, specifically enriched NYC's offerings, perhaps on what they saw last spring, because mm. these are very, very different times. Mm. Um, and we're happy to answer any questions. I mean, we've spoken to scores of people across the country just to give advice, hope, um, you know, school's thoughts. And so we're happy to help in any way. Amazing. You're so inspiring, Mayor. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Christy. It was great to see you. Thank you, Mary, for sharing your insights and wisdom. And thank you for listening to the Work Can Be Different podcast. For more information on Enriched NYC's offerings and curriculum, please visit enrichednyc.com. That's E-N-R-I-C-H-E-D-N-Y-C.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.